Hello, everyone, and welcome to the What's Up St. Charles podcast. It's Nate. And Nick. And today we are going to plunge into a great interview today as we're going to be talking with Jen Larson, who is one of our fine St. Charles police officers, as well as Steve C., who is one of our amazing St. Charles firefighters. So thank you guys so much for coming today. We're so excited to talk about the Polar Plunge and get to learn about that event. But before we go into that, let's learn about you guys a little bit. So can you tell us a little bit about yourselves, how long you've been in the St. Charles area for, and maybe some favorite things to do here. So, Jen. We'll, we'll get started off with you ladies first <laughs> all right thanks for having us um i've been working here in st charles for a little bit over eight years okay um and i'm currently assigned to uh, one of the high schools st charles east high school as the school resource officer as a liaison between them and the police department um some of my favorite things to do here in st charles are participating in like the different races uh running races they host um the different festivals okay and then um i love all the dining options okay any favorite restaurants that you like to frequent or um i mean you really just can't miss out with any of the dining opportunities here Uh, i like to stick to some of like the dine-in options that aren't available everywhere else yeah Okay, absolutely. So, Steve, how about you? Let's talk about you a little bit as well. How long have you been around the area for and some favorite things you like to do here? Yeah, absolutely. And, again, uh, echoing Jen, uh, thanks again for having us. It means a lot. Um, I've been in in and out of the area for uh, a number of years. I grew up just up the street in Elgin and then used to hang out, like, at the coffee house when it – now it's Zaza's, but yeah. a long time ago. I've been with the fire department uh, since 2015, February. Okay. Uh, I've been in the fire service for 20 years this year altogether. Um, just a, a great community, uh, super, super awesome environment and people to work with. So it was really cool. What I like to do in St. Charles, I'm a big fan of supporting, uh, small, small businesses. Yeah. So recently I just started taking dance lessons at Lux Dance oh, Studio, that's awesome. which cool. is super cool. Uh, <laughs> Debbie over there is amazing. Oh, yeah, great. We like to support, uh, you know, some of the small restaurants we're in and out of, Mixing it up a little bit, you know, Graceful Ordinary, Flagship, Pollyanna, McNally's. I try to go to a different place every day. And then with the fire department, uh, we'll patronize some some of the small restaurants, too. So restaurants are definitely a big uh, option. And then anytime we can get out and and support the community and do fun things, we try to do that as well, even on duty and off duty. Yeah, absolutely. So I have to ask, is there a certain style of dance that you're learning or just in general? (laughs) Is it like salsa or ballroom? So my wife and I spend a lot of time vacationing in Mexico. So we're learning uh, salsa primarily. You know, it's slow going. I don't have two left feet, but I have like one and a half. So it's definitely interesting. I never thought I'd do it, but you know, it's, it's loads of fun and it's yeah. actually harder work than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's a great awesome. way to get some good exercise and cardio. I do line dancing myself, so okay. I, I'm right there with you without you know the dancing. And when I first started, too, it was like, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that's super cool. So real quick, I just want to talk about each of you guys' past to, that led you to where you are today. Jen, I'll start with you. Being a police officer, is that something that you always wanted to do from a young age? What kind of led you to that? Uh, well, when I was in high school, my brother was in law school, and so I was mm-hmm. very interested in the law, but I'm not somebody that likes to sit behind a desk all day mm-hmm. or, like, in a courtroom all day in a building, and we had a substitute teacher that was actually a sheriff's deputy, okay. um, and so in talking to him more and taking some um, criminal justice classes, uh, it really opened my eyes to, like, how much is involved all the different disciplines that can fall into a police officer's role, and it just 
was something that's been really fun and cool for the last 12 years. So yeah. I'm going to keep on doing it. Absolutely. That, that's awesome. And Stephen, I want to ask you kind of the same question, you know, being a fire uh, fighter, is that something you always wanted to do from a young age or how did that come about? Yeah, sure. No, um, that was actually never on my radar. Okay. <laughs> I, I had no ideas of it. It wasn't something that they talked about in high school mm -hmm. or anything like that. I had no exposure to it. I actually, out of high school, I spent uh, a decade in manufacturing. I used to manufacture circuit boards and for the telecommunications industry. So I did that for a while. And then I was thinking about a part-time job and I lived out in Elburn. I still live in Elburn and the Elburn Fire Department at the time was taking on a recruit class to, you know, get some people interested. And I took out an application and took a part-time job there. I went to EMT school Absolutely fell in love with being with emergency medicine, yeah. went through the firefighter program, eventually got my paramedic license, and then got hired on out there full time uh, in 07. And then I spent a number of years there and before I came to this community. So it wasn't something that I have ever had in my head. Uh, a lot of kids grow up thinking that's what I want to do with my right. life. I fell into it and then absolutely fell in love with it and turned it into a, a career option. And, and it's been amazingly rewarding ever since. Awesome. And, you know, thank thank you to both of you guys for your contributions. Yeah, for your service. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Exactly. And I want to ask one more question for each of you. If you had to pick your favorite thing about your job, what would it be? Jen, we'll start with you. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I think what I enjoy most is when we can make some sort of meaningful impact on mm -hmm. somebody's life, whether it be we got them connected, it may not be a criminal issue they're experiencing, it could be a social services need, something like that, where we can connect them with our social workers or a different community partner to help like a long-term result, or um, working with the high kids at the high school, if I can help them stop a negative behavior by, you know, educating them and some of the different um, methods that we have. Mm -hmm. um, that's my favorite. And then anytime that we could show them like the good side of law enforcement, because people yes. don't always call law enforcement because they just want to say hi to us. Um, and just like any profession, there are people that should not be in this profession. So anytime mm -hmm. that I can show them that we're not all that bad and you can lean on us when you need any kind of help, and we will do what we can with what we got yeah. um, is makes it worth it to me. Absolutely. That's great. And then Steve, how about you? Yeah. Um, one of the, I mean, there's, there's tons of stuff that I love about the job. It's super rewarding. Like I mentioned earlier, um, being able to help people because people call us on their worst day, they're having yeah. an emergency yep. yeah. one way or the other, they call us and, and we go and help them. And that's super rewarding, whether it's, you know, even just changing batteries in an elderly person's smoke detector. Mm -hmm. Because if you can make somebody's day better, it's it's super fun and it's it's cool. And you don't even think about um, it's just it's a cool aspect of it. Probably one of the things that I really enjoy the most, and it's a little bit different for fire than it is for police, because mm -hmm. we have a crew of people that we live with for 24 hours a day mm -hmm. and they become your family. So sure. we I've got um, my regular partner and my captain and and any other firefighters that are working with us on shift. And we've got a larger group between the three stations. But we spend so much time together, we form really strong bonds of brotherhood and engagement. We we spend time with each other off duty. We know each other's children and their and wives or husbands and families. And it, and it really becomes uh, an entire second family that you can lean on and support. And, and that's probably one of the coolest aspects of the job. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. And Jen, I want to go back to you because I saw that you received the Kane County Officer of the Year Award. So yes. congratulations. Thank you. On that. Can you tell us a little bit about the story of that led to you to, to win that award? Uh, yeah, so typically if there is a large medical emergency or a large fire emergency, they will dispatch police in conjunction with fire. Mm -hmm. um, so this particular incident was a medical emergency involving a five-month-old infant that was not breathing. Uh, so they sent law enforcement in addition to the fire department. And, you know, I arrived first on scene, started administering CPR, and um, the infant is now a kindergartner here in wow. St. Charles. Awesome. And, you know, I'm just super grateful for that outcome and that we, I was in the right place and could get there uh, very quickly and help giving um, aid like any other first responder would. That was awesome. Well, congratulations again. Yeah. That is and incredible. Of course, we're so yes. lucky to have amazing yes. officers such as yourself here. Mm -hmm. So that'll bring us uh, to our last question here of the uh, the first segment. So it's, uh, we're going to help you guys kind of prepare for that cold mindset. So our silly question involves some ice cream, you know, getting nice and cold with that. So um, if you had to choose an ice cream flavor that best exemplified your pers personality, which flavor would it be and why? And we'll go with whomever is ready to go first. <laughs> well, I'll tackle that one. Just, just thinking about it. I'm a I'm a huge ice cream fan, and we've got a massive sweet tooth. Yeah. But I'm going to throw this one back to a hometown organization. I'm not one ice cream. I'm a Colonial Kitchen Sink. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> okay. It's a little bit of everything, all mixed into one. Many different flavors, and it, it, I'm a whole experience that you know we can take it any different direction, and that's kind of how I live my life. Absolutely, oh, I, love great it. Answer. I love it. Jen, how about you? Any ice cream flavor? Ooh, um, thinking about it more, I think I'd be more of like a Rocky Road that has okay. a lot of, uh, you know, a base flavor okay. with a lot of um, mix-ins okay. because I have, you know, some core skills, but then with public service, you know, it pulls you in a different ways and directions and, um my, you know, I have my hobbies, that my 90-year-old woman hobbies that some of my <laughs> friends joke to me about. Like, I like to can jams and jellies. And, oh, that's awesome. Um, that's great. I crochet baby items, too. So, okay. but then I like to, you know, go do control tactics and range days with... <laughs> yeah. You get okay. a little bit of everything. Each yeah. end of the spectrum. <laughs> Absolutely. Jen doesn't fit into a box. Yes, definitely not a box person. <laughs> awesome. So, well, that'll wrap up our first segment here. We're going to go into segment two where we're going to talk about the Polar Plunge and all the cool things that you can check out with that event. So we'll be right back after these commercial messages. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Break Between the Podcast. It's Nate, and I hope you're enjoying our episode so far. We have some brief sponsored messages here before we go into the rest of the podcast. Without further ado, let's jump right into it. Our eyes are set on the St. Patrick's Parade, which will be on Saturday, March 9th, and all the events that will be happening that day. So one of the first events of the day is the Shamrockin' St. Charles AK, which will take place over at Pottawatomie Park. It's an awesome race where you can go explore some trails along the Fox River and hopefully go run a really fast time. If you want to find more information on that, head to their website, www.brewhopfunrun.com. Another amazing event that morning is going to be the opening ceremony, which will be hosted near McNally's in the First Street Plaza at 11 a.m. This event is also sponsored by McNally's Irish Pub and Kitchen. 
Come join us at this year's opening ceremony to kick off the Patrick's Parade with an Irish dance, performance, and entertainment. After the ceremony, check out the specials around town before finding your place along Main Street for the parade. If you're looking for some fun activities to do between the opening ceremony and the parade, make sure to check out the Shamrock Hunt, which is presented by McGrath Honda of St. Charles, and the Lucky Photo Station, which is presented by McNally's Heating and Cooling. This will be over on Riverside Avenue and Illinois Avenue. The Shamrock Hunt will also be throughout town, so make sure to check out our Facebook page for all the information on that or go to our website, www.stcstpatricksparade.com. Then later that day at 2 p.m. is the St. Charles St. Patrick's Parade, which will go along Main Street here in downtown St. Charles. The parade is presented by St. Charles Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Come join thousands of people line Main Street to listen to award-winning local bands, watch the elaborate and colorful floats, and overall just enjoy an amazing parade here in downtown St. Charles. Again, the parade will start at 2 p.m. and will go from 6th Street and continue down Main Street to conclude at 4th Avenue. That'll wrap it up for our St. Patrick's Parade, but as always, make sure to check out our list of events on our Travel St. Charles app, where you can find all the amazing events coming up, such as the Great Western Half Marathon on Sunday, May 5th, and the St. Charles Fine Art Show on Memorial Day weekend. There's so much to see and explore through the app. It's a really great tool to be able to find not just events, but restaurants, shopping, things to do, and more. If you want to download the app, you can head over to the Apple and Android stores, type in the Travel St. Charles app, and download it today. That'll bring us to the end of our break between the podcasts. Thank you all again for listening. Let's get right back into the action to find out what's up, St. Charles. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to part two. We're going to talk about the Polar Plunge. So let's talk about um, the event. So, uh, Jen, when and where is it? Okay. Uh, this year it's going to be March 3rd at okay. 10 a.m. at Fearson Creek Park in St. Charles off of 31. Okay. Uh, we're excited to offer two options this year. Uh, there will be a pool option for anybody that wants to plunge into a pool where they can see the bottom and know the bottom's there. <laughs> and then we're offering a uh, river option as well. Okay. So. So is it was it typically kind of that river option was the main one then you're adding the pool one this year or uh so um it used to be a, a lake option and we'd go down to loon lake, lake in yorkville yes. but with covid it uh put restrictions on where these events could be hosted and in what numbers so they started a plunge your way option so the first year uh elburn fire department was gracious enough to host us and let us use their tanks okay. so we plunged there and then uh, the last two years, we've been able to host it outside of City Hall between the old police department and the City Hall okay. there, where we, again, uh, St. Charles Fire had a tank that we were able to borrow uh, and do that. And so now this year, we're excited. We're taking on additional teams and okay. moving it to a bigger location. Awesome. That's great to hear. And so how long has the event been going on for? I think you kind of touched on it a little bit without you know, some of the previous locations. but So the original Polar Plunge dates back to 1999. Okay. in Lake Bluff, Illinois, uh, where they had 150 plungers. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Raise about $34,000. Awesome. And, um, you know, last year, 2023, there were over 8,000 plungers statewide, uh, raising $2.2 million okay. for the month-long campaign. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So, and that's all for uh, Special Olympics, right? Yeah. Yes. So, um 
The Law Enforcement Church Run is an annual campaign by law enforcement departments throughout the state, and uh, we've now partnered with other public safety and fire departments, and then it's on behalf of Special Olympics Illinois to raise awareness and inclusion and break down barriers, and so all that money does go back to Special Olympics Illinois. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So if, you know, if people are looking to get involved with the event to register to participate, how do they go about doing that? Where should they go? Um, so you can log or sign up to do the event on the um, Law Enforcement Torch Run for Special Olympics Illinois. Um, and a plunge your way option is what we'd be doing for Area C. Yeah. Uh, St. Charles falls into Area C. I uh, gave you guys the direct link to our team page, which is open to any community member uh, or um, any city employee that would like to join us. Everybody that raises $100 gets to plunge, and you get one of these nifty four-screen uh, sweatshirts okay. for Polar Plunge. And the more you raise, the more apparel, like this shirt from a previous year. Yes. Or how um, do you get these shirts, you know, that yeah. we're helping wrap, too? And <laughs> so um, you guys have on our law enforcement Torch Run shirts for 2024 season. Okay. On the back is the all the departments okay, that raised <laughs> uh, $15,000 or more. <laughs> Um, and those are going to be available throughout the year at the St. Charles Police Department. Uh, for a $20 donation, you can get those. And we have hats as well that are available. Uh, we also take donations at the police department. If somebody wants to drop off a cash or a check made out to Special Olympics Illinois, we'll accept that too. Okay. Awesome. Well, I have to, I have to say the shirt and, and the hat and the yeah, you showed really us earlier. really comfortable. I'm like, They're super know. cool. <laughs> they are super cool stuff. And that, like I said, that hat that you showed us earlier was yes, really, really nice. Yes, that hat is well. really nice. Yeah. <laughs> and a Area C department, Montgomery Police Department, their deputy chief designed that uh, this year. Oh, cool. So they're That's in awesome. our leg. Um, so that was pretty cool. Absolutely. Very cool. So what are some of your favorite things about the event? Yeah, sure. Um, I've been doing it for a number of years. Actually, I got involved because my wife is a former police officer. So when she first heard about it, she was working on a police department, but she was pregnant, so she couldn't do it. So I got volunteered to okay. do it. And it's been about 10 years now. I think this is going to be my 11th plunge because yeah. once I got involved, I kept getting involved. And yeah. I've yeah. just the the massive amount of awareness and inclusion that the torch run does for special olympics is so important it's mm -hmm. so cool it allows you know these these people kids and adults to participate and 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 get the recognition and all this stuff it's just I, I could go on for hours about what it does mm -hmm. and then i've got a really really good friend um that he owns itty bitty pool school out in sycamore and he does a ton with special olympics and and through knowing him and having conversations with him and seeing everything that he does and, and he he plunges, but he usually goes up to Rockford or whatever. But there's just so many cool things that you can do in so many community events that are a part of it. One of the really cool things that I, we haven't gotten around to doing yet is a lot of teams will, well, I guess we've done it a little bit, but a lot of teams will do a theme. And you can <laughs> okay. you can all get dressed up as the same. I think the last last year was like eighties professional nineties wrestlers. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so cool. everybody's you dressed do you up, like practice like wrestling moves like jumping <laughs> in or anything. <laughs> 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 two, two years ago. Last okay. year was I love the nineties. And then okay. the year before that we all dressed up like uh like <laughs> it was St. Patrick's Day, so okay, these couple funny. guys had kilts on and stuff. But it's fun because it's lighthearted, yeah. but it's also raising funds for a great cause, mm -hmm. and it's uh, community awareness. And then, you know, 
freezing for a reason is always a good time <laughs> to because it shocks people and they're like, oh, yeah. why would you do that? Well, because <laughs> we're willing to sacrifice a little bit of ourselves to raise some some money for good people. Yeah, absolutely. So, I have to ask too. So, any what's the theme for this year? Is there a theme at all? Or? We haven't decided yet. Okay, so we've got two decide. weeks to yeah, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it'll be unveiled at the the event on March third. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of the plunges will have um, costume contests, and there's there's a number of different prizes like that. Also incentivizes people. You know, like you can win the Golden Plunger Award we for have the golden <laughs> yeah, and, okay. and it's the basically a spray painted plunger that you get to take home. It's your trophy. That's for, so yeah. cool. <laughs> and then costume contests awesome. and and it's just such a blast. It's it's amazingly fun. Yeah, I think for this particular event, out of all the torch run events, my favorite is watching the reaction of first time plungers. Um, if <laughs> I would we, imagine so. Like, yes, it's got to be tough. Um, if you've never done it before, like cold water, it literally takes your breath away and it is like a crazy experience. But with that being said, um, once you plunge once, you're hooked. Um, I, I have people that, um, you know, swore up and down they would never do it. And um, my deputy chief gave it a try uh, three years ago, and he's been back every year since. One of our other officers, again, he's like, well, that really wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. And it was a lot of fun seeing the camaraderie and the yeah. themes and yeah. um, all the fun, the music, the snacks, um, the after party. Uh, our restaurants are very good to us and host after parties. And so um, it's a fun time. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. So do you guys do anything, I guess, beforehand or even days beforehand to kind of prepare your body to take that plunge or you just go for it? I just go and go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've been doing uh, cold water therapy for a while now, yeah. which okay. I actually started doing that just recently. But it's uh, daily, several times a week, plunges into 50 45 to 55 degree water for anywhere between five to 10 minutes at a time. And, uh, it's, it's really good for your body. It's good for recovery. A lot of people say that I'm crazy. Uh, but you know, it, I don't do that to prepare for this, but I just do it overall and it helps just you a prepare fringe for benefit. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, and you know, what kind of goes through your mind as you like jump in? Are you like, ah, like, you know, trying to like just focus on breathing or are you guys like prepared and into it or just it's or there's no quick, thought really. it's just like yeah no it's pretty quick really <laughs> in and out and then you're like okay i guess i gotta go get changed you know <laughs> um the first time i went in it was probably a little bit of a surprise okay but then you know doing it for years and years i know what to expect and you know sometimes i'll hang out in the cold water a little well having done it in the portable tanks that we have the last couple of years the first two years, I would stand in the tank the whole time and help yeah. people in and out yeah. and in and out. And the first year we did it in a tank, my my buddies out in Melbourne made sure to put lots of ice from oh, the yeah. snow around. There was icebergs floating. Oh, my so goodness. Yeah. In the, standing in the you know thirty five degree water for a half an hour was awesome. Yeah, but you know it's um you get used to it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, are you guys looking to do the uh, the pool or the go into the the, the lake i'll probably end up in both because okay uh, oh so you're gonna do it twice in one day or it wouldn't be the first time <laughs> um one of the years after i had my son i ended up in the water almost as much as you because mm -hmm. i could only go uh uh like mid lake deep yeah uh from recovery and then um the athletes sometimes prefer to go you know in the pool where they can see the bottom versus in the um 
river where it's a little bit darker and you can't see. And so I'm, I'm not going to let them go alone. So I'll probably <laughs> end up in both at some point. Yeah. And really for me, it depends. So being in the river, being that there's current, that uh, there are safety precautions. So the St. Charles Fire Department has a dive rescue team, which mm-hmm. the chief has been super supportive and he's got the, the dive team's going to be there in the water and on standby. So if I do the, the river option, it'll be just for fun, but I'll probably be at the pool just to make sure everything's safe over there, right. depending on what kind of participation I can get from the fire department. Um, a lot of guys want to help out. So if we've got the staff that we can stand by and make sure everybody's safe at all times, then who knows, maybe I'll go back and forth. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wholeheartedly admire the dedication because I just going in once is just mind boggling <laughs> me doing it twice though. My goodness. So yeah. huge kudos to you guys. So, um, you know, and I, you know, talking about kind of the shirts here, I know that there's some other events that, you know, you got the, the St. Charles police and fire department host throughout the year uh, to kind of raise uh, funds for different causes. So can, I, can you guys talk about those as well? Yeah, so the next event after this will be the state-run event, Cap on a Rooftop, May 17th, um, and that's Dunkin' Donuts across the state. We'll be at the Tin Cup Pass location on the east side, 1566 East Main, and then the west side Dunkin' Donuts at 1711 West Main. We'll have officers at both. Um, Then the first weekend of June is generally when we'll host the actual torch run, where we will run throughout King different portions of King County, sometimes um, just the city of St. Charles, sometimes between different cities, um, and we will have the actual Flame of Hope torch with us. And um, depending on logistics, sometimes you will even hand that off to like the neighboring leg, um, so a different region. And the second weekend of June is when the actual summer games will be, and so all the torches and everybody will go down there. Um, there's a huge parade down in Bloomington. I highly recommend people check it out. It's amazing. And um, we did have some, we had an officer go down last year and I hope to go this year, uh, where the kids, all the gold medalists from throughout the years get invited down and it's a whole weekend of fun and they get to walk through like a high five, uh, tunnel and run on the field and everything down there with us. And then the our next biggest event after that would be Battle of the Badges, which is a police and fire softball tournament oh, cool. in August. Uh, three years ago, yeah, three years ago, it started off as uh, just two teams, us and West Chicago. And by uh, last year, we expanded it to 10 teams. Awesome. That's great. Um, so several thousand dollars at all three of these events raised in um, a single day, which is awesome. Um so I think that that's most of our events. We do some extras here and there, or we get invited to other departments' yeah. events um, like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's so awesome, you know, just how much you guys, you know, help support the community through through those events. And, I mean, the softball tournament, that's awesome. Yeah, that's to great. go from, you know, just two teams to now ten. Yeah. And, I mean, possibly still growing. So that that's so cool. Mm-hmm. So, so cool. So, you know, if people want to find more about, you know, this event or, you know, any of the other upcoming events uh, throughout the year, what's the best ways to, to do so? So um, the City of St. Charles Police Department advertises the events that we're hosting individually. And then on Facebook, all the social media platforms and just the general um, Special Olympics Illinois Law Enforcement Torch Run website, you can find okay. out um, all about the different state events going on. Perfect. Absolutely. So awesome. Well, uh, awesome job, Jen and Steve. Thank you guys so much again for coming on. We've got one more question for you. Is there anything that you'd like to say about the, the polar plunge or to the St. Charles community before we wrap up here? Um, 
No, I just like to thank the community for being so supportive of one, both our public safety departments and two, um, our special needs community and all our involvement in this. Um, you know, last year we raised over $31,000 um, with your help and it's just, uh, it brings tears to your eyes when you meet these individuals and their families and hear their stories and that, you know, they get to participate for free and get access to free medical care and screenings that some of them might otherwise not have access to and this couldn't, wouldn't be possible without you. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I just echo that. The citizens and the businesses uh, in the community have been really supportive and it's, it's really an amazing way for it to come together. And that's why we keep doing this here is we want to grow this into an event if we can that just keeps going and getting bigger and bigger and brings more people into St. Charles to experience the community and support these amazing people. I mean, we're blessed that we're whole and healthy people. And uh, sometimes it's easy to take that for granted. So I think any way that people can give back to other people and benefit yeah. them is amazing. And this is one of the best ways. So the city and, and the people in it have been just awesome. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys again so much for coming mm -hmm. on. We, we are sending warm thoughts your way and hope that the, <laughs> the event goes well. I hope that there's no snow that day or anything to add to the, the coldness. But uh you know, uh, really just excited. I think this is gonna it's gonna be another great year and can't wait for the other events coming out throughout the year as well. So um, that'll bring us to the end of the podcast here. Thank you all again for listening. We'll have more episodes coming down the line. So until then everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you all next time.